It's Food Junkie Radio, episode number 26, 7, 8, 9. Something like that. Super Fuck, I high. never keep track. I, I never keep track. Someone out there knows it better than we do, that's for um, sure. Hopefully. And they're, every week, they talk shit about how we're at the wrong number. And they're like, and these idiots. Stupid, don't even know their own shit. God damn it. That's right. To you, person, listener, reader. Thank you. Thank you for keeping track, and yeah. please let us know what number we're on because we appreciate forgot. it. Yeah, we'll have some kind of you can comment you, in the box. Um, yeah, your prize will be a compliment. Yeah, we'll give you a shout out. All right, so we're talking about old myths and trying to bust them. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Uh, we were talking about how does the food necessarily taste better if the person who made it is working like a hundred million hours a week, a day, a mm-hmm. month, or uh, why or why does it why do we have to treat this job like unless you give every part of yourself you're not giving enough mm-hmm. and it has to be a hundred or nothing over that yeah especially I'm, from the point of you're not the owner yeah you know what I'm saying yeah I get yeah. it from the owner standpoint because you're the f- last line of defense mm-hmm. but as a you know employee or as an executive chef or anything that isn't the owner yeah. Yeah, you're still an employee. Well, I just look at it as like, okay, the free market. Okay. We, we operate in the free market. Mm-hmm. And I have, you know, this training and I have that knowledge and I do X amount of research on my own time, which I'm totally fine with. But that, you know, with all those factors tied in, I feel I deserve X dollars per hour. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you're someone whose salary, let's say, you have to decide what you feel is fair for yourself to be paid per hour. Mm-hmm. And then whatever your salary is, you have to work, you know, that many hours to feel justified. Mm-hmm. And if you start working more hours than you feel is justified, then you need to go to your, um, what is it called, boss or upper management or owner and say, hey, I'm doing this. I feel it's extra I do feel like I've earned a pay raise for this so that I at least am making X dollars per hour. Because I know that's what I did. Uh, I took a step back and I was like, man, dude, like, there's people working at this restaurant who are making technically more per hour than me, but I have the most responsibility. Like, what is that about? That's very common. You know what I mean? And I I was able to finally take a pause and, and... and see that and I was like okay like I get like some people just feel like oh that well that's just the way it is well that's not good enough answer for me mm-hmm. and you know that's like what we were talking about earlier about growing your self-confidence over time and and having faith in, in yourself um, so I was just like well I feel like I'm worth this and now I and now I make that I'm or, worth that yeah. or whatever and it's cool with me I'm now I'm way happier mm-hmm. and guess what Everyone on staff is way happier, too. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, right? The that trickle down. happiness trickles down. <laughs> Where'd you, know? you get that idea from? Well, what you do idiot. you mean? Well, the trickle down thing works in, in small, small things. Yeah. But, um, small, smaller groups. This is yeah, a, like it allows time. me to feel like, oh, I'm super valued mm-hmm. for the amount of work. And like, oh, next time if I feel like I go off on my own time and gain a skill, or even if at work I develop more skill or get more proficient at it, you know, I should be able to ask for more money. Mm-hmm. But you have to be super honest with yourself. You know, you can't just be like, well, I'm just the best worker. The ego. Because guess what? 
it's a free market, and if the owner says, no, nah. you don't, got to eat that. Well, then you got two options, either quit mm -hmm. or agree. Mm -hmm. And if you quit, then you're going to have to go and find someone who, if the free market says that you're not worth that much, you're probably wrong. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't want to be wrong, like we talked about. Nobody ever wants to be wrong. Yeah, so you have to be super honest with yourself about um, what you're worth and stuff like that and give yourself self-value. Do you I base that off of other, uh, other workers with you, or is it based solely on what you can produce? Because there's a lot of that that happens in you know, restaurants yeah. too where you're looking at, I'm line cook, okay, I'm doing all this, and you know, I look at the guy over there, like, he, he was ahead of me or before me or he was hired ahead of me. Depending on what kind of you know, establishment mm -hmm. it is, a lot of that you know, depends. There's that seniority situation you end up with with certain establishments, and then other establishments, it's... You know, it's always a, a unspoken practice to be like, hey, no one ever talks about wages amongst each other. You just kind of more or less speculate. Yeah. And then it's kind of to each his own. But why don't we? That's an interesting point. Why not? I would say in the restaurant business, I think it's, it, it's a possibility to talk about it because it's a, a group effort. And mm -hmm. then there are people, you know, superseding uh, their initial, you know, situation. Um, and it isn't this one think tank where it's like, no, everybody works 60 hours. We grind, no lunch. Uh, here's a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, and I'm over here's that. what we do. I'm just over that. I think that, might, I think that might be just the end of the era. I yeah. think anybody who holds on to it, I think, is you know, commendable in the idea. Of well, they're just going to get left behind. Well, that's what I'm it's, thinking. It's evolving. Well, again. because every new worker isn't going to be willing to work 60 hours. I mean, when they no. instituted the lunch thing, remember uh, a couple years ago when they are like, no, yeah, mandatory 30. To. Yeah. It has to be on record. Yeah. I don't know. I don't take my 30s still. Nobody does. I don't. Well, I just don't like it. That, and that's a decision I've made for me. Yes. That I'm chill with it. You know, I take enough, like, little two, three-minute breaks throughout the day of, like, oh, okay, just let me just sit here for, it like, two minutes. It just messes with the rhythm of service. Yeah, and, I, and that's how I personally would prefer to take my breaks is, like, two, two minutes at a time. Yeah. You know, whenever I feel like I need one. Yeah. Or, like, maybe I do feel like, oh, you know what, I need, like, ten minutes mm -hmm. right now. Okay, I got to get everything set up enough, but like, but that's me. You know, I know that's not going to work for everybody, and that's what I'm saying is like, you have to find the right working situation for you. Yeah. And we live in a free market, and there's definitely one out there. Mm -hmm. And just because one is wrong for you doesn't mean you have to be hateful or mad at. Doesn't mean that's at, the only one. Yeah, it does. It doesn't mean you have to be upset at the, the person you're working for just because they don't provide, that working environment that you want. You can just be upfront with them and just say, hey, you know, uh, I have this, I really feel like I deserve this, and like, what do you think? Mm -hmm. And then it's on them afterwards to come back and say, well, you know, I understand what you're saying, and, um, but it, either they can or they cannot, you know, people are. Right now, or yeah, like, I uh, can. I, I try to organize you. little trips for my staff to go see whatever farm we work with, or, or sometimes they're like, oh, can you teach me this or whatever? And I always do my best to do it when they're here. And every once in a while, I'm like, I happen to know they're nearby. I'm like, hey, man, just so you know, like, I can't pay you, but I am doing that project today. If you want to come check it out, like, you can literally just come watch if you want. I won't make you do anything. But I do make it really clear, like, I can't pay you for that. Yeah. Or you can wait, and, like, next time we do it, you'll be around, and we can do it then, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, I just try to be upfront, like, I can't pay you for this. Mm -hmm. But if you want this information, I'm more than happy to give it to you. Or See, that's I, like a or new way I of thinking. Or I can pay you for this. Yeah. And you have to learn it. 
But that's a new way of thinking because before yeah. it would always be like, yeah, I'm going yeah. to get to you. Come on. No, I need you guys all to come here exactly. tomorrow yeah. and like, and then all, you see your paycheck and it's like, <laughs> wait. And nobody says anything. Everybody's like, uh, everyone. But like, you're so new that like, you're it, just yep. like, well, no one else said anything. So I'm and not And then it just becomes commonplace. Yeah. But then you, then you're always going to have that like, uh, grievance, resentment. Re- resentment. Mm-hmm. Rather than if they were just like, this is, you guys to be like, clear. <laughs> I would love to pay you guys more per hour, yeah. but I can't. Optional if you want to come, but it is here. Yeah. Or like, I it know. Won't, it won't count against you, but it will. <laughs> I don't pay 100% the most competitive wage. Uh-huh. And I do it. I, I offer a raise in a very unorthodox way mm. uh, here with doing, with the sharing of the tips and the exact way we do it. Mm. So it ends up being okay. Uh, but I just tell people like, yeah, I would love, I would love to pay you guys more and have this and have that. But guess what? I feel like I deserve this money per hour and I'm going to pay myself that. Yeah. And my happiness I, is I paramount sh- motherfuckers. Well, it's not paramount, but like, it I agree that you, I agree <laughs> that you should go find yourself yes. the best working situation yes. yeah. just the same way I should find yeah. my best working situation. Yeah. And I feel like mine is this and I happen to be in charge. So I am going to treat myself first mm-hmm. and I, but I'm going to be super forthright to you about this is the situation I have to offer yeah, currently if right now. You're interested in it. Yeah. That's the offer. Mm-hmm. See, that's never the case. If least in my People experience, always try and like, yeah, gray area it out. Well, it's always gray area because the, at least for my, you know, my experiences, it's always, you know, empty promises or the notion of like down the line, you'll get there. And I, I, maybe that is the myth buster. I mean, I think the notion of, you know, cooks don't make money, which is true. But then also the reality of what it is, is this isn't something you go into be- to become a millionaire. You go into this because you have a certain, uh, you know, passion for food and you just happen to fall into the restaurant biz. Now how you treat it and how you do it. If you're a novice in it, it's going to be reflected on the kitchen you come in. And I think to your point, every kitchen operates differently. And I, I would assume that in today's world, there that's even uh, el- that's uh, exaggerated even more. Meaning, each restaurant definitely has a different take from start to finish. Whether it's mm-hmm. little things like what you're talking about, like yeah, I don't do anything you know really prototypical, based and you're basing it off of the old guard, the old idea where hey, you come in at ten. Everybody leave once your station's clean. That's like yeah. midnight or something like that. Yeah. Cool. Here we go. Shift beers. Family meal at fucking, you know, uh, two. You know, you get like an hour and a half break before, you know, service runs in and then everybody's rolling. Yeah. No, that's just, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's something like maybe that is maybe we are getting out of that old guard, especially with everything going on. Like I said, the less servers, more digital, uh, at least in certain respects, I think. A lot of restaurants are splintering away from the old school way of thinking, meaning what we were just talking about. And um, it's a little more carrying on the uh, experience of, you know, the new working guard. I mean, Mm -hmm. everybody that is probably underneath your wing right now is not a holdover from a different era. They're not like, oh, I used to work here and here. Now I'm here working with you. No, it's like, I don't know anything about food. Please tell me. Yeah. And it's your opportunity to give them I hire too. I hire people Mm -hmm. with zero skill because... Uh, every once in a while I have someone come in here that like really wants to work here and their skill level is super high and I would love to have them, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, I can't hire you mm-hmm. because I can't pay you what you deserve. Exactly. You'll know this, you won't. This you'll is what I have. Me. Yeah. You'll this resent is what me. I have, yeah. But that's not fair to you. Mm-hmm. And 100% you. of the time they've been like, I appreciate you just being just truthful to being me truthful. and not yeah. trying to bullshit me or See, not say, enough of that. Not yeah. enough of that industry. And it, 
and you know it's frustrating for me sometimes because I wish I did have a staff of people who knew how to cook this that and the other it'd make my life way easier but Mm -hmm. that's okay like that's the situation I have that's the business plan I'm going Mm -hmm. with to 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 reach what I want to reach and you know you said not everyone goes in this to be a millionaire I don't I don't want to say I'm challenging that 100 percent directly but I would definitely say like you don't go into business or you don't go with that plan of like I'm not going to make it right yes don't be defeated yeah and I'm I don't know what I'm going to hit eventually and my uh, definition of success is a little loose and I'm just like I'm going to make it as far as I can Mm -hmm. but the but the means to the end are super important to me Mm -hmm. and and uh, I think for a long time I've seen that the means have been like whatever by whatever means necessary Mm. and that's not cool for me anymore that's a old school way of thinking that's a super old school way because it is survival the fittest and it is dog eat dog because it is you know in the old school sense of the word like you know a bunch of you know high end a lot of the kitchens used to be full with a lot of you know uh, walks of life and then majority men so i think Mm -hmm. that's where it may have and this is me speculating in terms of how kitchen culture came to be and then going back to the Anthony Bourdain conversation off camera, it's like maybe the romanticizing of the industry, like you said, was good and bad. Yes, mm-hmm. eyes on the ball now. Everybody's looking at us and respecting the craft, but then also realizing the little truth behind it. You know, yeah. no pay. And, you know, it, it's it's uh, romanticized through, you know, those avenues, not only Anthony Bourdain, but a lot of different, you know, publications that would hark on that same narrative where, that narrative now is stands about maybe, you know, 15 to 20 plus years ago, if not farther. Mm-hmm. So now realistically looking at fuck the past, what's going on today and trying to break those, you know, old school stereotypes, those myths and just moving into a new era. And I think that new era doesn't have to be scrutinized by one narrative anymore. And I think okay. the more people splinter off and really find their, their truth in cooking is where the experience now becomes unique because as a young cook, at least I would think, for me, how I took it was like, I'm trying to experience different kitchens, different people. That's why I'm, every stint of mine when I was a youth was more six months to a year tops at every mm-hmm. kitchen because just my goal wasn't there exposed. to make money. Yeah, I just wanted to see see what it is mm-hmm. in all different different cuisines, different kitchens, hotels, restaurants, mom and pop, uh, hole in the wall, you know, uh, child daycare, public school. Like, I was everywhere. Yeah, that's and, a lot. But that's what I'm thinking because my overall, you know, concept now is like all walks of life enter food. Everybody eats. Um, it's honest work. Uh, but I think the skill set is the true uh, is the true takeaway. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're in the industry or not forever, the true takeaway is you learning skill sets, how far you want to take them because it's infinite. You know, like doing stuff here and doing stuff at a restaurant that isn't, let's just say like a $300, you know, 25 course tasting menu thing. But the people that work at those places have worked, I would assume at places like this where they would learn and, mm-hmm. you know. They learn the basics. Learn the you basics. Know, you learn the grind. Learn the mm-hmm. grind. You know, it's hard yeah. to start at that level and learn the grind. It's hard. I mean, you yeah. can, you can, but you don't have an idea of anything outside of it. Yeah. I think a lot of chefs that arrive at those places have come from, a lot of different, you know, culinary journeys. And I think a lot of those dudes that are there have the ability now to change that narrative as those dudes go venture off and do their own restaurants. Like I have a couple of friends of mine that have been fortunate enough to open restaurants and I'm, they, I think they are taking that approach. 
where they are hiring, you know, not prototypical things and doing different practices, and which I think is right along the point of trying to break down those stereotypes. And it's a new world, mm. and food is for everybody, and in good and bad ways. Like we talked about off camera, it's like everybody uh, has something to say about food, and it's strange, but it could be a good thing because maybe. In hindsight, it's just people are more engaged. And I think ultimately that's what you want as a, as a restaurateur. I don't want people just, you know, coming in. I mean, I'd love people to come in and just eat, don't have to say nothing, enjoy. That's great. And then there's the people that want to be in the mix and they want to ask questions and learn. And that's commendable, too. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like it's evolving. And, you know, so I think that's I think that's where maybe, you know, uh, things are continuing to change along with the workforce. But. Yeah, man, just trying to, yeah. you know, look at the We're all just trying to figure it out. All just trying to figure it out. It's still. We're just trying to be like, I don't know, dude. I'm just trying to add as many income sectors to my mm. business as I can. Yeah, and that's the and, honest truth. You and know? some of them come with some negatives that yeah. I've deemed to just be fine with. Yes. Or you settle in. Uh, this and is I'm okay I'm, with it. I'm mm-hmm. fine with that negative consequence because I'm going to deal with it this way. And mm-hmm. if they don't like it and I lose that sector, then fine. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'll lose that sector. How many of your employees smoke cigarettes on breaks? Uh, I have one right now. That's not bad. See, so yeah. that old but myth I don't, I don't of even like, care. but it, the old myth of every single person in the kitchen oh, smoking, yeah. that's like over. That's over. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying is like yeah. when, when I, we were talking about Bourdain, I was like, it's cool that he was the one that like was the narrator mm-hmm. for what kitchen work was like. I think he was a great person for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there were negatives in the fact that he was it because it popularized that one way of being. That one way, yeah. And just made it, it seem like the other ones could not, you can't succeed if you're a different way. And that's an opinion, which he's totally entitled yeah. to, and his experience will dictate when that. I think if he was here, he would say it exactly. Like, no, not every cook no. that I worked with was no. a druggie or ex-con or whatever. He's like... He would, he would be the first person to be yeah. like, you do what works best for you, man. Truth. Just make yeah. the food taste good. I think romantically, that's, that's a good story to have. I'm trying to take for a minute mm-hmm. is like, you can accomplish uh, any job in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. But like, the way you do it has to work for you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're never going to really accomplish it that well. Yeah. You know, and so I've had to, it's almost, it's like he set the start line. You know, and like, yes. and for a yeah. long time, we just operated like, I think restaurants just made it by. It was just a business, and like you just trying to make it, make it, mm-hmm. make it, make it. And then he came along, got big enough that like he was like, you know what? This is the start line. Good, mm-hmm. bad, ugly, yeah. great. This is this is where we're starting. So at least now it's like we can advance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like getting a foothold in just quicksand. Yeah, you can start working your way. I think that makes sense. I think it seems like when reflecting back on, you know, like Kitchen Confidential, for instance, and kind of how that all played out and the, the, prototyp- the prototype of what he was describing gave identity to a generation of cooks. But it seems like he was describing the generation before. Mm-hmm. And I think where he was at and then continuing on to do his travel show and doing that way, um, bringing food to the masses and the stories that come with food, I think is is tremendous because, you know, adding the story to, you know, um, food ingredients and kind of that whole deal is, is what engages people into food on top of just it, the food itself. So when he was, you know, 
in the book, like the, you know, working 60 hours a week and, you know, a thousand covers or 500 covers a night. And that's few and far between. I yeah. think when we talk about the 1% of the 1%, that is. I think it's hella cool. Yeah, it's hella that's, cool. It's commendable. Yes. But yeah. just because someone doesn't do it that way doesn't mean they deserve They're any not. less yes. exactly. uh, uh, respect for what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's a lot of, uh, in mind, efficiencies tremendous. If you could be efficient in a kitchen, that's. It's tough. probably the top thing but it's tough because you're working with you know uh time constraints you're working with storage and, and space problems yeah there's a lot of things yeah. sharp things hot things mm-hmm. I, I tell yep. everybody everything's trying to if you respect the fact everything in here is trying to hurt you yep. you will not get hurt yes the yeah. moment the millisecond you stop respecting something it'll take a bite at you mm-hmm. yeah you that's know. like the, that's the cold hard truth of that's how true. the kitchen works and yeah. it proves itself over and over yeah. again every they're like I literally stopped paying attention for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, told you so. It you keeps know? you honest. I yeah. hate to say told here. you so, but I told you so. Mm-hmm. You should, you know, been ready earlier. Like mm-hmm. I told you, yeah. then you could have taken five, 10 minutes to chill out before we started craziness of service. Mm-hmm. And you probably would have been more focused or, yeah. you know, shouldn't have gone out so late last mm-hmm. night and stayed up all night. Now you're tired. You're trying to operate. You're tired. Good luck. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's the problem you brought to work. Yeah. That's you, that's you, the employees, what you're bringing to the work environment. I can't affect that. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you to. I don't go to your home and tell you to sleep. I create an environment where if you do get eight hours of sleep or decent enough sleep and take care of your body, mm-hmm. you can come here and I'm not going to cause any more undue harm to you. Mm-hmm. But if you don't take care of yourself, bro, that's on you. That's on you. I'm not. Yeah. See, and that's kind of the thing, too, with the industry because of how – you know, it can be rigorous at times. It can, it can happen. I think that's something that just comes with the territory. But to make it a standard, I think, is that narrative is definitely out the door. I think it's a little – kitchens aren't as hectic. You don't see pans flying around. You no, don't see, definitely not. Yeah, like you know what I mean? Whatever the, the story was. I mean, I've had instances uh, like that. Not as many, but I think that's from yesteryear of how that used to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's – Just getting screamed at. Yeah, getting screamed at, like that whole thing. That, that, that died out, like, in the early 2000s, I think. Yeah. Um, and there's still like some stall words, but even, oh yeah. even they would say that they're not as bad as what happened to them. And, you know, no. I don't think that's really a bad thing. Yeah. But I mean, at the, at the other side of it, the, it seems like the, the pendulum swing goes uh, maybe too lax, maybe yeah. too uh, forgiving, maybe too, oh, it's okay, mistakes will happen and all that instead mm-hmm. of a little bit of discipline. I think that that's where that was the last 20 years mm-hmm. of that happening where you would see a lot of conceptually there was a lot of interesting things um in general but but now maybe we're honing in on a certain type of balance uh with the generation like who the is leading the way swing. i like that yeah. that's definitely what's happening well because i mean back then you would just like you said the the narrative yeah. that Bourdain put out and kind of how food represented itself was like man a bunch of these badass like navy seal dudes and you know that just go out there and just you know kill on the line all the time and they just mystical type cats and you know they drink all night and right there 10 o'clock in the morning you know checking in seafood like yeah romantically there might have been dudes out there like that uh today's world is more you know think tank like yo women are allowed in the kitchen like yo people that don't have experience are allowed in there and and ultimately become you know great workers great cooks or short stints and go on and Mm. do other things food photography food bloggers Mm. i mean and that all grows the whole industry too. exactly that's why i said if you're in food and you like food and 
you give it a little bit of love or a little bit of passion. It doesn't have to be necessarily in the back of the kitchen. But to recognize the people in the back of the kitchen and having it be an uh, ever-changing thing in going forward, uh, that's the cool part, I think, f- what it's I'm seeing. It's a great basis to build off anything mm-hmm. that you want to do in food with is that it, it gives you uh, – for me, it gives me – a basis of confidence to, to start to jump from, mm-hmm. right? Like I know I can always fall back and just like cook. Yes. Just like I guess I got that. Mm-hmm. I could go off and be a GM somewhere, this or that. And whatever doesn't work out or gives me like the credentials. Like when someone would be like, well, what do you know? I'm like, cause I can cook anything here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know why we do gin and tonic with lemon basil mm-hmm. because I know flavor because I cooked. Yeah, exactly. It gives me Your base. like, like you can't fuck with that. Yeah. My foundation. It's yeah. solid. Yeah. It's years. Yeah. I put in the work. Yeah. I, put in the I, work. I did the reps. But like, that's what worked for me. Yes. Some people some people do not need that. And to me that's crazy. I don't even understand how people operate that way. I but like that's having, what's tough because yeah. without the base, you're kinda, you know, um, You're just floating. But that's what I'm saying. You're more for lack of a better word, like you're more uh, susceptible to trends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like where if you're looking at your whole database of work you know, for instance, for your situation, you're like, oh, I've kind of stemmed or I've always been around this general region or this mm-hmm. area of uh, work, whether my understanding is right here. And mm-hmm. I branch everything off of that where yeah. other people are like, well, I just kind of go with the flow. It's like, oh, well, then where is your, your but base? Who are you? Yeah. Where's your you're, base at? What do you do? Yeah. What, what? Yeah. What is you? And that's the thing. A lot of people don't. Oh, not all, a lot of people, I'm just the next trend. Yes. They're just the next trend. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's commendable because, like, yeah. and uh, you can't judge. It's just, like, that's smart. I'm glad idea. that works for you. Yes. You're, you're, you're constantly moving along with the times. But that's why to each his own. And that's why the kitchens are moving along them. There's, mm-hmm. there's, ex- there's information being exchanged. Like, there's students that will bury their heads in books and in, you know, shows and just try to be immersed in it. Because it has become somewhat of a, a culture in its own that splinters off in a subcultures and splinters yeah. off into little mini and then those subcultures will fuse and create their own new thing mm-hmm. and it'll be cool it'll yeah. be dope instead of just that one narrative yeah. and that one narrative is still there there are old school cooks out there 80 hours a week still doing it. I, I, I used to work with people when I was like in my early 20s that are still out there working and they're great technicians and I'm pretty sure they evolved through the time and that's what's something even cool about cooks where the older they are they possess a, a wealth of experience and I'm hoping that those people out there that are the older cooks um, are able to you know translate a lot of their learnings to a younger generation because as they pass along then it's just whoever's left and Mm -hmm. with whatever's world right now there's a lot of people that you know left the industry at a at even at younger ages Mm -hmm. like damn i thought he was going to be amazing like oh he was a sous chef at this place and now quit cold turkey doing hvac like yeah now he's doing hvac yeah Yeah. and i mean that's to each his own but when you think about that it's like that's how much turnover there is in the industry Mm -hmm. it's tough it's a hard job Mm -hmm. very hard yeah i even when when i see people do that it doesn't even make me think any less than them no or like i don't think oh they're they're not as good as me or whatever i'm like it just they figured out it wasn't for them Mm -hmm. yeah but there's nothing most honest it's like that at any job dude that's what i was saying beforehand it's like I've just started treating this like a job because mm-hmm. that's how the state of California sees it. They mm-hmm. don't see it as like, oh, well, you're a chef, so you can, yeah. you can go ahead and, and pay your taxes this year in, in sweat. Yeah. They don't no. care. No, bottom line. AT&T shit. doesn't care no. that you worked no. overtime or that 
you smud PG that over here is yeah, like, hey, they don't care that we'll your efficiency <laughs> is twice. Oh, well, you're just like twice as efficient as the next cook you work with, so we're not going to charge you. They yeah. don't care. No, they don't. That's why it's like, yeah, you have to. I don't know why there's so many flies in here. You ship. have to because you brought all the fish smell in here. Um, True. Yeah, that's that's why I'm like, you have to find like a healthy working environment to mm-hmm. thrive. Yeah, because you shouldn't just be surviving. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be thriving and being able to, like, what am I? What what do I do? Or, like, am I happy with that? Mm-hmm. Or do I just do it because I have to do it? Mm-hmm. You know? And for a long time, I was just doing stuff because I was like, oh, that's just what you do. And it ended up working in my benefit mm-hmm. for just luck. Yeah. I was too dumb to tell or I wasn't confident to tell someone, no, I can't do that for that. But you get lucky. But now I have, have all this skill set mm-hmm. that I never would have had. Yeah. You know, so you do have to kind of there's some give and take of like maybe this isn't the best situation ever for me, but maybe right now it's the one I need and, gi- and give it a chance. But that's the that's but the, it's see, hard. You know, it's like there's sense. never a right answer. No, but I think to your point, that's funny you bring that up because I think about my my earlier years and you just fallen in situations. Mm-hmm. You don't really as a young cook, you're you think, you know, but you really don't know. Shit. You don't so know anything. You fall into something, though, you I think what the environment brings because you're walking into a situation where there's all walks of life and you might have a cook that just gives you a little nugget of information or a little, you know, just a little encouragement. And that's what you realize along the way. And as you get older and the more you stick into the world of cooking, you'll start to be understanding of that. You'll know when you walk into a situation like, oh, I don't know, this kitchen isn't really for me. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. And that's to my point earlier about, you know, you, in order to enjoy anything, a good meal or a great meal, you have to know what a shitty meal tastes like. You know, that's kind of mm-hmm. the Anthony Bourdain thing. I'm, I'm pretty sure people you say that. You have to just try. You have to try, try shit. Yeah, and you find yourself in these uh, environments, and it's it's a crapshoot. But hopefully, mm-hmm. and this is kind of the respect to the game, is like most cooks do have a, a code where they kind of get in there and they have some respectability, at least when it comes down to the food. Or that's the hope anyways. That's what you hope. That's the hope, yeah. It's not always true. But that's what I'm saying. You and try your no, best to uphold yeah, that. There's give no this way to find shit. out for sure no. that where you're going to eat, everyone works that way. You don't, you just, you're never going to know. No. You're ne- no matter how many Yelp reviews you read, yeah. no matter how many Google Nothing. reviews, no matter how many Instagram posts you look yeah. at, everything is edited. Yeah, you know? it is. Everything's edited. Yeah. So you just, at some point, you're just going to have to go in there and give it a shot. Yeah. You and might lose a might, couple dollars, but you might really not like it. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. you might really like like it. You might be into it and you might and fall in love with that place and be there yeah. every month. And yeah. that's the cool part is it's the risk. But see it's funny. Anybody listening out there that isn't a cook and you're out there trying to figure out like where to eat and you're afraid of spending like forty bucks, I mean go into your fucking closet. And just look at the shit you have in your closet, and you're like, two, I don't wear two that. things from Costco. <laughs> is for, yeah. Pretty much everything at Costco is twenty bucks. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, you can look in your in your cart when next time you're at Costco, mm-hmm. pull out two things, and you're like, oh, well, there's free free meal. And how frivolous you are with twenty dollars, but then yeah. when it comes to food and scrutinizing and when it comes it, to twenty five dollars, all of a sudden it's the end of the world. It's scrutinizing. Oh man, this wasn't good enough. I want my money. It's like, I mean, don't get me wrong, there is some place in that, but. Uh, think about it. It's yeah, you can't not, constantly be throwing away twenty bucks. No, I get it. Yeah, but, but at the same time, twenty bucks—you ain't got to put that much, uh, you know, oh, that much energy on it. And like, yeah. you know what? Just fucking have an experience. You're yeah. there for nourishment. If the if the situation's cool, it's cool. Because there's so many factors that go into uh, eating experience. It's not just the food itself. Like you said, it's the room, it's the people. That's what hospitality is. You don't They're have to, to do any dishes. 
Exactly. You literally just sit down. The most thinking you have to do is what do I want to eat? That's it. Yeah. What I looks good. Choices. And you have people there telling you what's good. And they're there to tend to your every need. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's why everyone should learn how to cook, too, because then, oh, man, I really didn't like that meal, whatever. Yeah. Oh, I wasted 40 bucks. Maybe next week I'll just stay at home. Yeah. And not every cooking at home has to be a whole mission, too. I, I hear people like, oh, doing the dishes is the worst. But I'm like, how many dishes are you making when you cook at home? True. Why? Why yeah. so many? But see, a lot of first-time cooks will be like, but they don't know how to cook. Exactly. They don't. It's. Uh, I went on a, a vacation one time, uh, and whatever they were like, oh, how would you go about doing this? Because they don't really have this pan that we usually like using. They've always had it. This year they don't have it. I'm like, well, what are you trying to do? And and I was able to figure out, oh, you're you're braising something. They didn't they didn't know they were braising something, but. That's the knowledge I had to bring to the table. Like, oh, so you're trying to brace something. Like, what's that? I'm like, it's exactly what you're talking about. You want to sear it and you want to get the juices time, yeah. or whatever. And they're like, yeah, but they don't have the. T-. And I was like, just put it on the fire. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, here, let me, let, I'll just do it. So we're doing it. Da, da, da. And they're like, yeah, so what are you going to do with that? That's what we're talking about. And I was like, I'm just putting it on the burner. I'm just going to do it. And they're like, brain exploded that I could use the same pan for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Get the fond off the bottom of the pan, all and then just put. Yeah. I think it was the chicken back in, yep. and then and they were like, One that would have taken us eight different dishes. Yeah. Instead, now we know we could just. I'm like, exactly. Yeah. Imagine, and then it's a one. What used to be a twelve pot meal is a one pot one meal. One pot meal. Yeah. Maybe a two pot, including the rice cooker or something. You See, know. What I mean? That's what's crazy. The knowledge. The knowledge like, of cooking. Yeah. Cause and that's basic cooking. That's mm-hmm. not even restaurant cooking. No. To me, that's basic home cooking. That's basic home cooking. You should be able to be efficient and be able to do a lot of things with three ingredients. Yeah. And you don't have to have a whole mise en place. When I cook at home, there's no mise en place shit. There's just like, oh, shit, I wasn't ready for that part. Let me just turn the heat off. Yeah. You're not subjugated to ticket times. Because because (laughs) I know that that's not going to hurt it. Nah. Yeah. Things like that, yeah. But you've seen it enough. Yeah. I think that's the experience part. That's why if you're a home cook, you're going to fuck up a lot. But and that's you're okay. gonna learn, yeah. Because exactly. what's the cost of you fucking up at yeah, home? Exactly. Like nothing. nothing like five, ten. Nothing. On it, like, and you can't, you can't look at it as like, well, I went to Safeway and I spent seventy bucks, and now I don't have dinner at home. I wasted seventy bucks. Did you really? Yeah. Everything you bought at Safeway was just for this? Because no. then you're shopping wrong too. Yeah, you're shopping fucking horribly. You're telling me in that like seventy, 70 bucks, bucks there wasn't like some day. milk and cereal. Seventy bucks lasts me uh, like fucking a month. Yeah, it could. It could. <laughs> well, and just think of how many more times if if. If if I didn't have the job I had when I took a break or whatever and I was cooking at home a lot, I was like, damn, dude, I have, like, more money mm-hmm. than I ever had. Without working. Because I'm just cooking for myself at home. Yeah. And, like, yeah, sure, I'm different because I like doing it. And yeah. I was definitely doing, like, restaurant meal at home because I was bored. Yeah. But, like, there were definitely nights when I took chicken and threw some gochujang on it that I got from the Asian market. Mm-hmm. Boom. Dinner. D- done. Yeah. It's no, not as complicated. It doesn't, ha- and not everything has to be hard. No. And how many cookbooks are out there that are like Millions. five ingredients or less? Or dude, you can see those casseroles. Uh, casserole is the best dude, thing on the planet. That, what's dude. that shit you see on like Instagram where it's the overhead and it's like a thirty seconds and they just show you what? They're yeah, doing. Uh, five minute meals or yeah. whatever. Five minute crafts. Yeah. I mean, that's somewhere. how you start. Then all of a sudden you can make meals yeah. how you like to make them. But like I said, I'm fortunate enough that I went to school and then I had to learn it that way mm-hmm. because. Um, 
you know, I was just young yeah. and I was stupid. But for anybody else, I mean, shit, if I knew any better, the Internet has everything. Yeah. Well, that's why I tell people when you cook at home, let it be meditative. Yeah. Focus yeah. on it. Yeah, Focus turn off your phone. On turn off turn everything. Turn off your phone. Don't look at just Instagram play at some the music same time. And just fucking play figure some, it out. You know, for me, I'm play some lo-fi. But like, yeah. focus on what you're doing. Like, watch the bubbles pop. Just mm-hmm. zone in on that mm-hmm. only. Yeah. That's fun to and do. And then, and then you're gonna have this crazy product that you're when you're done. You're like, yo, and you sit down to eat. And then, sure, get your phone out, whatever, watch TV, and you probably won't. No, because you're gonna, be you're still music. gonna be in the zone of yeah. like, wow, this was awesome. Yeah, drink yeah. a little bit of wine while yeah. you cook. Like, shh, take a break. You can take a 15, 20 minute break while you cook and turn everything off, relax, know yeah. where everything's at, and then just chill. Yeah, it's hard too. I, I can only imagine having like little, little dude or little dudette running around, mm-hmm. dude. That that'd be hard. Yeah, true. You know, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe have your partner if you have one, or That's true. Try and engage in the best you can, mm-hmm. or look up. Even simpler meals, they're simpler out there. Meals. Prep at the midnight or prep the night before. Whenever the kid's down, prep at night, prep in the morning. You treat yeah. it like a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. I do that all the time. I like, See, yo, I just prep go. at night. I like my meals, I could put together in like three minutes because I prep everything. Yeah. I'm like, oh, diced carrots, diced onions everywhere. I'm like, oh, just and have it and have whatever that little bit of time that's for you, yeah. you know, spend some time on you and what nourishes you. Yeah. Nourish, nourish your mind and your body yes. at like the same time. That's what I'm always like. Is important. Let it let it be simple. Doesn't have to be hard. Yeah. You when don't you run a restaurant. Is, Why yeah. are you trying to be as good? Whenever I hear people well, like on Instagram, I could I could make it just as good at home. Go ahead. Do it. Then why are you here? Because you know you can't do it. <laughs> because you know either you can't or yeah. you don't want to. Or you don't want to, which is cool. That's why I'm here. I don't expect you to eat here every day. Eat here once a month. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Just you don't have to be every day. Learn how to cook. You don't it's always have benefit. to be the best at everything. It's Instagram. It's all that shit. I think that has. It's not pressure on people that need to cook, but it is some weird like when you cook for somebody, it's yourself on display. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's always tough to regain any type of feedback, positive or negative, because it's like, oh shit, is it good? Is it, oh damn? Do you like it? Yeah. Do you like it? But it's a labor yeah, of love. I do, I do that same shit it. here. Yeah. Every time, like, do they yeah. like it? One and one the same. That's how it works. What other myths are out there? We were talking about myths, going back to the original point. We were um, talking about myths? Like what myth? other myths? Oh, yeah, yeah we were talking about, like, the common ones, how old wine is better. Oh, yeah, old wine. Mm, What's up nah, with that? It, You've drank enough wine Expensive wine is better. Why is that? How does it work? Top shelf booze is better. Is it though? Is it? Is, is it, it marketing or is it really the, good? Is it just good because it's on the top shelf and because they paid a lot for it? Or is it good because you like it? 1886 wine, corks falling in there, bottle is empty, like bottle is, yeah. you can't even describe it, $9,000. Is it worth $9,000? Maybe. I don't yeah. know. But it's there and it's priced that way. But. Yeah. Is the notion that you have to like you have to decide what the value is to you. you. See what is good wine really? It depends on your experience. Do you like it? Do you like some people? Me, like sweet. I got a horrible sugar tooth. What do you like a dessert wine? Do you like a port? Oh, dude, I'm down. I'll drink that all day. Port's nice. But you know, I I guess whatever I'm supposed to like dry. I don't care, dude. 
Why are you supposed? I, to, why do you have to? Why, I don't why know because because I'm a professional, I guess, and I'm supposed to like big dry. Everyone's like, is that what we like? Oh, this, this one's this here. So, you gotta let it air. I'm like, what if I don't want to, dude? What if I'm like you playing it. video games and I'm like, you know what sounds good? Some alcohol, dude. Yeah. Ah, uh, oh, fuck, dude. I don't have any beer. I don't have any hard alcohol. I don't have wine. Just drink I wine. got this like cheap wine. Uh, maybe that's an Italian thing to like wine that's a little bit more simple. No, that's is what that Italian uh, shit. I'd be two buck chucking all day. Some some guy I was talking to said uh, in say? Italy wines tend to not be over complicated or tend to be so not so crazy, and they <laughs> tend to be a little uh, more affordable because it's like usually some guy just making it in his bathtub or whatever. Or but that's not over complimenting it. Yeah, you know what Maybe, I mean. But he's like, it's great because it's like. Way more old school. Like yeah. that is the original. It's like, like it's crazy how you overcomplicate. I just have this juice, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna make it taste good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and if you want it to taste the best, good luck. Yeah, because that's subjective. That's subjective. <laughs> you can't you can't make something arbitrarily subjective or that is subjective. You can't just arbitrarily make it objective. Mm. You know, mm. that's what all these wine websites are like. It's 91 points. Yeah. According to you, what if I don't like big dry reds? But see, it's what that, if I don't like it's big sweet whites? It's that thinking, like, oh, if I have everybody's to be with the group, doing, it's the group thing. Yeah. But you had this. That's like all the homes in California, especially Sacramento, right now. Like, yeah, I wish I could buy a home right now, and there's a couple I could afford or whatever. But I look at them and I'm like, that is just not worth it to me. No. There's no way you're not going to catch me paying that much money mm. for that. Yeah, and no that's way. to you. To some people, and, it works. And sure, to, some to the market, yes. I'm wrong. And guess what? I don't care. Yeah. I'm fine. fine. I'm wrong. Not for me. F you. I don't care. Yeah. That's why food yeah. is the journey itself. That's why trying to break all those stereotypes in your mind or all those myths is the key. What Old wine could be good, but new wine or cheap wine can also be good. Yeah. But for you to know... You and how important it. is it to you? Yeah, how important is it to you? Not like, to anybody else. Yeah, like some electronic stuff, dude. Like, I'd be rocking the old electronic thing forever. And people are like, why don't you just pay 20 bucks for the new eh. cable? At, I'm like, because I, I, I don't care. Yeah, what's the point? Because I don't care. I don't need to do that. I don't, I don't even need. know why people upgrade their phone to begin with. I'm like, I yeah. just text I run and it into call the ground. Baby. Yeah, fuck Every yeah. time. Until I when can't it, upgrade. When it literally stops working, that's yes. when I finally go in there. Yeah. I'm like, I'm that dude. Hey, let me just get like a newish one. This is what I do. Mm. Mm. I don't need ten cameras on the back of it. Oh, I know. What is that? I, I mean, know. I get it, but but I don't. you know, to someone else who like photography yep. is hella important to them. Makes sense. You go spend your money on Makes that. That's sense. great, yeah. dude. That's true. That's true. But it's like I'm not wrong. Yeah. Because I think that's dumb. Yeah. I think as it's you just get older, not important that's how to me. Is. That's a subjective. Yeah, yeah. I guess as you get older, you get more comfortable you in settle your own skin. In. Yeah. You settle like in I'm a little fine bit. with who I am. I don't need someone else's approval. I don't need the group's approval to tell me I'm doing a good job. Mm-hmm. I just like, I see money keep coming in. I see my needs are met. I see even most of my wants are met. Good to go. Simplicity. That's almost like male thinking almost. Yeah. Like that's yeah. man style. Like, hey, yeah. like I don't, like, need I don't need a huge shit. party every time my birthday comes around. You know what I want to do? I want to have like six people mm. and I want to like, eat some oysters mm. and like drink tequila mm. and swim if possible <laughs> nice. and like i don't know chill do chill. fucking nothing yeah just hang talk out shit. Call talk it shit talk dude, shit dude that's what i want to do just talk shit that's it. that'd Simple. be like a way better birthday party than me than like 
renting out some big space, getting a big ass caterer, getting caviar everywhere, getting fucking... I'm just fun to do caviar. Grand Cuvée. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it'd be cool, but like to me, that event and my little hangout with like a couple people had the same Same value. To you. Had the same effect. Yeah, I shouldn't say same value. Had the same effect. Same effect, yeah. Value-wise, clearly that one be valued higher based on... Yeah. And I would appre- if someone did that, I'd yeah. be like, wow, dude, I appreciate it. I, yeah. I see the value in that, and I yeah. appreciate you for that. But what I would but like. Don't do that next time. Yeah. Don't waste your money like uh, that because you could have just done this. Or yeah. we, we could have just gone to Tahoe and rented an Airbnb and fucking hung out for three days. And that would been great. Truth. What do you think of the notion of, like, uh, you know, holiday-type meals? For instance, like a – uh, Valentine's Day and mm-hmm. having oh you gotta have like lobster you gotta have oh, steak you gotta have high you gotta get reservation I mean that's always gonna it seems like it's always gonna be a thing but mm-hmm. like thinking about that like that's one of those mythological things and it mm-hmm. seems like that's always just gonna be implanted at least for the time yeah being. it's strange because it's like how you gotta have steak you gotta have lobster you, you gotta, gotta have, just basically spend a hundred you gotta bucks have uh, what are those things called? you gotta have aphrodisiacs yes oysters I'm like i don't know do these people Chocolate like each other or not uh, that's what i'm saying i'm like if you can't enjoy them on I'm any the other one day, that's gonna i'm some third party that's yeah. gonna make them like each other now no. yeah this one day i'm gonna bring it all together for them no. no are you one of those uh cooks and chefs that put out a valentine's menu for the whole week I think last year we did it for the weekend. Weekend. Okay. You've always done multiple days, though. Uh, I think we used to just not do anything. It's oh, at all? Okay. Yeah, I think it's only been recently that I've been like, all right, let's do. I think we did it for the one day because it was on like a Saturday mm-hmm. and we're close Sunday. And then I think when it was on Friday, we did Friday, Saturday. And then it was on Thursday. We did Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably, what is it supposed to be this year? I think it's like Tuesday or Wednesday this year. Mm-hmm. I'll probably just do it the weekend before. Mm. You know, I don't, because I don't care. Yeah, you know true. what I mean? It's just a fucking day. It's just to you, though. Some to, people, to me, it makes just, sense. Yeah. Someday, that, it's like, that's, guess that's what? like big you money. Know what day. I, you know what I sell here? I <laughs> yeah. sell the product that I do. That's true. You sell happy. The product that I do is like, come have a good time whenever you want. Boom. That's the real brand. Yeah, you can't. I'm not here just for holidays or just for this. I'm here just like, you want to come in Wednesday, May 23rd because it just you're feeling good that day? Great. I'll be here with some cool options and some decent wines and a good environment and a happy staff to mm. serve you. Branding is perfect. Oil in pasta water makes it less sticky? No. Why did that even – why was that uh, even that's a another. That's a good one. I never would have thought of it. Oil, but you've heard of that, though, right? I've heard of people put uh, oil in oil the boiling water. in the dough. Oh, really? Yeah, and I don't get it. Have you ever tried it? Yeah. What do you think? Nothing? Does Nothing. it do anything to it? No. Interesting. See, how does that information get out there and then it becomes circulated and becomes part of truth? I do. I wish we – this is just another time. I wish <laughs> we had a time machine that you to could go back when that information came like, back. Yeah. yeah, I could like ask the time, take me to this moment because okay. I will never find What's it. What's another moment you would time travel to to try to figure it out? Another moment I would time travel In to? In culinary history. Oh, so many. Not, not world history, culinary uh, history. That one's a good one, though. When that, when that became a thing, when it's like, oh, no, you put oil in the water because then it's yeah. not going to stick. Oh, huh. 
Really? You know, it's helpful for when you take it out, if you toss it in oil. I tried it in the water one time. I was like, man, this, that just wasted hella oil. <laughs> like, what am I doing? And this yeah. is strange. Yeah, this I think, I think maybe the water. idea is that as you take it out, some of it sticks to the pasta. But it seems so much more efficient just to put it in a bowl and just put it straight on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the water one, that was strange. Um, what other ones are there? Uh, pasta water tasting like the ocean. Yes. Yes, yes, that is a true myth. That's true. Just like blanching water. Ah, very true. Because you're salting. Salted That's how water. you salt. Yes, folks. Uh, how about why are lobsters expensive? Lobsters are good. That is, I would like to go time travel. Foie gras one. is good, I wanna, objectively. I want to time travel to those I agree. Times. I like those things. Oh, those things are fucking amazing. Well, actually, lobster, I'm kind of, eh, whatever. I don't. Once I figured out they're uh, I'm semi-allergic to, to them, so I'm just like, like, whatever. When I figured out they cockroaches, I was yeah. like, I'll tell you what, anything that's socially acceptable for me to just dip in butter and eat, oh, yeah. and no one judges me because I like butter. I think it's that's more about everything. the eating of the butter. No, you go out somewhere <laughs> and you dip uh, your salad in butter, I'll and you see the looks you get. We'll I'll see. I can do that. <laughs> How about a salad is healthy for you? That's a myth. I would say it's a myth. I think it's a myth. Because you can't just eat any salad. My thing is this. Some dressings are not healthy Is for the you. name of the game trying to take the most shits? Because obviously when you are eating healthy greens, your bowel movements will become a little mm, more expedited. Mm. So is the name of the game here to take the most shits? The name of the game for me for losing weight is simple. You have to use more calories than you take in. Boom. Plus minus. I plus minus. That was a episode. Yeah, we definitely talked ago. about plus minus yes. before. Plus minus. Yes. That's the simplest way. But it is true, though. Calories are the definite. The, we know they're going in. Are they going out is yeah. the question. <laughs> yeah. Are you using them? I want to go to the time, like you said, when lobster became expensive. Because that was used it to be poor people food. Yeah. Oysters that, used to be for the poor. Chapino used to be some shit they used to yeah. just have around. And now I'll, it's why is it expensive? Thirty dollar dish, forty dollar dish. I want to go. You know what I want to go back to? Why did people start putting gold on food? Why did gold leaf start? Because that one's recent. I feel like we could Who legitimately make gold leaf. That, why? Does it taste like anything? I don't know. Or that's that's like something that seems all optics to me. But I've also I heard that gold, gold in your digestive system is really helpful. I've heard. Interesting. But I never, I haven't done any tests. I'm or just going to go start eating wedding rings. You said it was good. I'm going to go do it. Wedding rings, sautéed wedding rings with butter. Like, what are you <laughs> dipping wedding rings in butter? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I'll break it. And you can braise anything long enough, right? <laughs> gold. I mean, gold. Yeah, you can probably yeah. break that. Bitch down. I mean, I'll probably drink it. But then it solidifies in it. But anyways. Okay, yeah, the lobster thing's interesting. Foie gras, it would be... I want to know the time. I've said this before. I don't know if it's on the pod, but when whoever figured out oysters, yeah, that dude, the dude that was like, this is the one to eat. Not those rocks, not, not that, that thing. Rock. Eat this This one. rock, if we break it, this mush comes out. Exactly. And you spit... Because there's no way they had an oyster knife, right? No. They're like using an arrowhead to okay. pop those so open. two of those guys. The guy that figured out this is the one to eat, and then the other guy that's like, here's how you open it. Yeah. What about the avo- person who figured out the avocado? F- that so what's shit the st- looks okay, fucked up from the outside. What's the story of the avocado? Because I know that that's some weird... What's the, what's the etymology? What, what's the history behind that? Because isn't it some weird created thing or was that always in existence i think that's a native plant to south central america. south america yeah because but the avocados out there be huge they'd be different huge 
Yeah, so, so the ones out here, some avocados one desert. time that were huge, the skin was like wafer thin. That was yeah. the best avocado yeah. I ever had. That's what I'm saying. When See, you're out there, those are like, like biggest papayas. I was like, what the fuck is it? How, how, papaya. Yeah, any what of those things on trees. That? That's why I said. So if you go back in time and you think all these things someone figured out, because it had to be individual people, or unless you're telling me one dude just figured out what which about ones blowfish? Who was the first person to eat a blowfish and realize, oh, you eat that part, you die? There must have been hella deaths. Hella deaths. For sure. Because they were probably just like, oh, just eat it. And then someone was like, oh, they were probably like, that fish, don't eat. Don't eat. Or well, you but have to I, cut it this way yeah, to eat what, it. What do you mean? Who figures that out? I like uh, to go back in time to figure out the puffer fish. Because one, when you catch it and then you see it, you're like, oh, that's just dangerous. It's yeah. poisonous, motherfucker. Like, oh, cut it for sashimi. Yeah. The guy or, who figured uh, out sashimi, I'd like to figure that out too. How where they did not cook. Artichoke? The fuck figured oh, out to eat it. that thing? The heart? Just, you know the, just the heart of it? How'd you know the heart was even there? Yeah. See, those, whoever this When it turns is. into a great flower, no, you would think in the ancient times when they're all that's about crazy. decorating everything, purple was a valued color, oh. that they would just be like, purple flower. No, no, no. That's for the rich people. They get the flowers. Then someone was like, I'm going to eat that. Yeah, yeah, see? Or any nut. Oh, Literally any nuts, crazy. any nut. Any nuts are crazy. Mushrooms. Uh, I can understand the, the thing, seeds. That makes sense. I could under because I I would feel like if I saw something that could generate that much life, if I could uh, just eat the seed, I'd be like, I'm down. Yeah, I'm down. Ooh, this shit could but do this. Nuts. Yeah, nuts is like, weird. I don't know because a lot of nuts, like a walnut. How the fuck are you gonna know that the walnut? <laughs> were, were we just eating shell <laughs> for a long time? That's how we eat sunflower seeds. I don't yeah. even pop them open. I just eat the whole thing. You eat the whole thing? I don't know how to pop them in my mouth. You're one of those. I don't know how to eat them. I never thought I'd meet a person who eats I the am that thing. guy. But oh. I don't eat them like I like them like that. It's like if they're around, like, oh, whatever. Oh, no. I spit them out. I, spit the I just figured, oh, shit. I'm one of those guys. I'll eat the shrimp yeah. head with the tail. I'm like, yeah, but it's all edible. What, what am I doing? Let's see. What other wild thing is there? Who figured out? No. That's a stupid one, actually. Which one? Say uh, I don't know, man. There's so many food myths, and now I can't think of a single well, alone, one. Alone, just the one you're talking about, like the whole, you know, who found this shit. But there's a what other is myth stuff? More uh, current ones. What what is better than something else just because? What do you mean? It seems like arbitrary what that someone than? decided this oh, yeah. is going to cost more. Oh yeah, that see that's fascinating too because I don't know at the time when food when you hear stories like uh, for instance where I work at people come in like oh I remember when that fish was like fifteen cents a pound. Like fifteen cent ice cream, like what? And that's like well, in that's the all 40s. like the off cuts of meats and stuff. Yes, like pork belly. Yes. Now that's like expensive. oxtail. Oxtail. Dang. See, still has like no meat, and you're still paying forever for it. It's good. Very uh, what's that called? Very uh, a lot of gelatin in that. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Good hey. for stocks. It, it, yeah, I the mouth feels great. Expensive though. So, yeah. steaks. Stay. Uh, wait. Let me see here. What other? There's a lot of. No, I, I can't think of a single thing oh, right now that because it's good except for like booze and stuff like top shelf and, and yeah, bottom top, shelf uh, i'm stereotypical, like stereotypical stereotypical how do you objectively decide something taste you just can't you just can't the one decider people buy who is the it. decider that's what i'm saying who's who, the decider? who decided and why did enough people believe that decider okay how about this the person who decided everybody else who was like having this conversation who decided Sorry, I, gotta, oh, I forgot. Can we pause? Oh, yeah, yeah, good. Good. I forgot to um, I gotta place the meat order. Oh, fail. You know what? We're already at time anyways. Food Junkie Radio episode something. Episode something. Um, I actually know it. I'll pause.
Oh, yeah. This and is we're back. Orders okay. in. We're Orders good. in. Dodged the bullet, thank God. Okay. And we were talking about Miss. Okay. And we both started Googling because we couldn't think of any off the top of our head because we're fart. just dumb. And, uh, and I, I, I got a good list here. Okay. So eating carrots keeps your eyes healthy. I always heard if you eat carrots, you could see the dark. Well, see in the dark? Yeah, that was always a, a myth when I was a kid. I'm sure that was just my parents trying to get me to eat vegetables. Cause I was is big. it true? Let's, I don't know. Is it? I don't think so. It would make sense. It, it would make sense in, this, in that vegetables are good for you because they have nutrient. They're higher yes. in uh, essential nutrients, we'll call them. Yes. Than sweets and flour and, you know. St- Boom. And stuff like that. Mm. That is, I would say that is true just in the idea that it helps you. Yeah. It might be like a, a one a hundredth of a percent that helps your vision, but I'll take that. But don't take my word for it, folks. Just because if you have a bad stigmatism, do not eat bags of carrots. Thank yeah. you. I am telling you what it is. That is the eat the rainbow. Literally yeah. eat the rainbow. Just uh, do the simple things. The, Simplify it. If something doesn't easy. pass yes. your like initial litmus test, it's yes. probably false. The key part of that though is you have to come up with the litmus test yourself. How you do yeah. that? A lot of trial and error. A lot of trial and error. A lot of trial and error. Well, be you know, question things. When things seem wrong, they generally are. Truth. Think about it. Just think about food. Think yeah. about food. That's the you good put it start. in your body. That's what I'm saying. You I can't put it. You say enough. it every week. You put it in your body. Yeah. Give it a little bit more attention than zero. A little bit. Even just 10 minutes out of your day just to yeah. try to figure out what is it that you like about food. At least start there. And we talk about base You know, earlier in the conversation. That's a good base to try to figure out what you're into. Both as a yeah. you know, cook learning in a professional world or mm-hmm. somebody at home. Figure out what works for you. A lot yeah. of trial and error. But like you said, throwing away 20 bucks is bad in theory but good in the idea that you're going to experience some shit that you may like and you may not like mm-hmm. i learned that in culinary school because i was the anti everything you know what i mean and i had to learn it that way where i was like oh i did not know i would like this and on top of that i can make it now taste in a way that i would really really like it yeah Just throw some butter on that bitch I, I would challenge any any person that they can probably find 10 recipes that are easy to cook and have very similar ingredients and that they could make it almost any time. Mm. I'm sure, I bet you could find 10. Oh, a casserole, easily. Yeah. a one-off breakfast item. Casseroles that, and breakfast are a good way to start yeah. if you're fucking scared of shit. Because it's quick. Yes. It's quick. does not take long. Nope. Usually cooks fast, too. Cooks Usually fast. minimal prep. Minimal Usually prep, just yeah. opening things. Yeah. I would challenge everyone to find like 10 quick things. And then once you have those 10 things, you have a week's worth of dinner at any point. Oh, easily. So why not take a chance on like a more experimental recipe that seems like this is like, I'm not super comfortable making this, but if I, if I can just sit aside 20 minutes yep, to try to, to get everything ready, yep. I can probably do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or hot take. Maybe one night a week, you can just go out because yes. you know you have 10 dinners lined up. Yeah. There's or a that, lot of comfort in or that. Or that, like, I don't have to worry about not liking this mm-hmm. because even if I hate it, yes. I can go home and make myself something, make some, something else. in five yeah. minutes yeah. and just be mad and never go back to that place. And I can write my scathing Yelp review about how this place <laughs> sucks. 
but I will not be hungry yeah. or feel like I'm out a ton of money yeah. because I'm still experience. hungry and I ate or whatever. Yeah. You, you know? took a risk. It didn't work. Cool. You could trash a place if you'd like to. It's up to you. But in all honesty, I mean, you don't really have to. It's just you got to think it's on the menu because maybe the chef was trying some shit out and was like, oh, that What a fly. thought. Well, maybe chefs try stuff, too, yeah. that they're not 100% yeah. on. And think about it. Before yet, what is a dish that's on your menu or that's at least graced it, you know, a handful of times or if not recently where it, it was an experiment turned like, oh, shit, the motherfuckers really like this? Uh, I would definitely say the broccoli salad that we did mm-hmm. a while ago. I had been wanting to not just make the menu less Italian to make it less Italian, just be. I was trying to not have us so labeled that all I could do was Italian food. Mm-hmm. So I did a common vegetable, broccoli, mm-hmm. uh, like pan roaster. I think we actually did it in the oven to get some char on it okay. and, you know, Lovely get a little color. caramelization going. Yeah. Uh, but tossed it with dates Ooh, okay. and pine nuts mm. and preserved lemon. Mm. Very more, you know... Uh, Mediterranean flavor mm-hmm. still, so still Italian, yeah. but a different part of the Mediterranean. Somewhere near the ocean. You're good. Uh, what did we put? Oh, and then I um, I did the eggs where you cure them in salt for a week, mm. and that was shaved on top, and that was cool. Nice. That was a cool dish that I was like, I don't really know what people are going to think, and that thing took off. And nice. I was like, wow, See? look at you guys. Boom. Oh, I know another one now. All right, go ahead. Uh, I did a, a sweet and sour pasta one time because okay. it was in that time when I was all like, dude, Chinese and Italian food, the same. same, literally the same, yes. different, different same. exact ingredients, but the same yes. like savory combinations, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and yeah, I was like, yeah. I wonder if I could do like a sweet and sour pasta. Like, what would that look like? And uh, I was like, okay, sweet and sour. I was, I like saw the red color in my head, but it was like winter. So I was thinking of oranges and I was like, oh man, blood orange. And I was like, I wonder where in Italy exactly oranges grow. Mm-hmm. And I, I did some research and found, uh, or if there's any, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, basis of making an orange flavored pasta. Mm-hmm. If there, if that's done anywhere, anything like that in Italy. And uh, I found that in Sicily, in this town where they, they're known for their blood oranges, that they have a blood orange festival, much like, uh, what's that, Clovis or, uh, what, I can't think of that town, the Garlic Festival town. Oh, Gilroy. Gilroy, thank yeah. you. Sorry, Gilroy. I really like you. I yeah. can't remember your name. Yeah, Gilroy, shots out. Uh, how they, like, they do garlic everything, garlic mm-hmm. ice cream, garlic mm-hmm. this, garlic <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Cre- they, they, do, like, they do like the same thing. Yeah, they yeah, do yeah. like blood orange this, blood orange that, and blood orange and the article said I even had a blood orange pasta that I couldn't believe that I Boom. liked. And I was like, perfect. Now I have like the justification, yeah. right? That I need. So when someone is like, they don't do that. I'm like, actually they do. Funny story. Uh, yeah. Cause at that point I still needed an outside justification. Yes. And um, collaborate your thoughts. And I yeah. was like, okay, so what else is in sweet and sour sauce? And I was like, there's the, there's the fruit and then there's the onions. And I was like, mm-hmm. Well, it's winter. What if I did leeks instead? Ooh. Mess with it. Mm-hmm. And I know leeks and, and orange kind of work together already. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so we were on the, I was on this like leek, orange. And I'm like, man, dude, like this needs a protein in it. Otherwise, no one's going to buy yeah, just leek, yeah. sweet and sour sauce, nope. right? Can't and sell uh, that. I think I had been in the shop talking about you like, man, dude, what's local? Does anyone do anything super local? Or like yeah. we've been talking about trout and, and I think I had seen the smoked trout and I was like, 
fuck it, dude. Let's try it. Yeah. Maybe it'll taste great. Yeah. And I tried. I was like, I do really like it. It's kind of weird. It's <laughs> but kinda it works. Weird, but I, but I like it yeah. objectively yeah. I, or subjectively to me. I liked it. And so we put it on the menu and I was like, I had, I got like four orders ready, like yeah. almost done. I think I ended up with more just because the amount of orange juice I had to buy. Yeah. You were like, Oh, I, I, was, at least I, like I had dishes. to make that much, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. And I was like, whatever. And I had made like a, a savory orange sauce in SF before. Okay. So I had a little like familiarity. Kind of, uh, yeah. I was like, I know kind of how to go about it to make it like taste good, but not just insane for no reason. And so I started there and we sold out three nights in a row. Boom. Like, like double digit. Or, and I was like, what do trout. you mean? I don't under, like, I love it. I'm so stoked that yeah. people are ordering this. And, yeah. But like, but how? But how Why? do I? Like, I yeah. don't know. And yeah. then I did oysters one time recently, and it took me like forever to yeah. find. I ended up eating a ton of them. Oh, yeah, I never know what's gonna sell. You but I try shit know. out all the time. You try shit all the time. Maybe I should. I bet. I wonder if I did that sweet and sour orange smoked trout dish again if it would sell. Hey. I don't know if I'll try it. That's the risk of but, it all. That's why, yeah. as a cook, not it was exciting. It was yes. stoked. And when people kept buying it, I was like. The Great. creativity, <laughs> cool. the creativity is the yeah. key. I think for me, in, in in what I think about food, and now in reflection, or even you know working and seeing around it, the artistry and the creativity is something to admire because it is the full expression. This is you trying to matriculate this feeling, a thought process through this idea of creating food to get on a plate for somebody to consume. Mm-hmm. And all the things tied into doing that in itself, the process is a beautiful thing. Just because. You're literally starting with nothing, more yeah. of a an inclination or just a th- oh, yeah, sweet and sour works. Fuck it, yeah. let's do. Well, All there's the no roadmap. There is no roadmap. There's no manual. No. For you just have to, a bunch of shit. But around. it's just like I, I, I'm feeling this and I'm feeling that, yeah. and let's try it. Yeah. And if it's a pitfall, we just will never do it again. Yeah. And if it works, great. Yeah. See, and that's what's cool about fucking just trying some shit out. Yeah. That's how it works. And if it really doesn't work, I guess I'm eating a lot of sweet and sour. And it happens, and that's what's cool because <laughs> yeah. you know when shit can work and it's cool because it just works for you that's why a mm-hmm. long time ago one of the earlier episodes i remember we were talking about food jags and i was just like people are just into some weird shit and it's okay but that's what's cool is when you take you know uh, a risk uh, in your position that's even harder just because it is in a place of business but that is what keeps shit exciting you know in the yeah. restaurant business like, oh, for you to try to like this oh, could go like, really bad <laughs> yeah but you feel something you're yeah. all the all the way the world is and or not the world is but the way that your daily is to have something new is a certain type of excitement, certain type of energy in the room. And it's commendable. And then yeah. matriculate, uh, understanding that relating that to home, same idea. You could be redundant and, you know, go to your go-tos and that's always great and everything. But then at the same time, try, try making cabbage rolls one yeah. night. Look yeah. at one of those recipe books. Everybody at least has a 15, yeah. uh, uh, like uh, cookbooks at home. So try to cook your way through one of them or just even look and just randomly take one. And just have an experience because there's plenty of them and there's always going to be something in there. And every single eating experience is an experience. And you could chalk that up to your own self. And the more you're behind it, the more you build on you, the the diner, you, the cook, you, the chef, you, the whatever it is you are. Even if it's just taking a meal that's done and doctoring it up more. Mm Mm-hmm. And like, that's what a uh, lot of food is, even in the restaurant. Like the same. instant ramen things. Yep. Instant ramen, baby Literally, that thing up. Yeah. Soft boil an egg with it. Soft boiled egg. You could do oh. the you could do the 
cook scramble the eggs a and just throw piece it in there. of chicken yeah, with it. Yeah, It doesn't have to be that you do everything from scratch, dude. No. That's what I always keep instant ramen around yeah. just in case I'm like, I need a hot meal. Yep. Yeah. I have at okay. least about three cool. cases of every Let single flavor. <laughs> do that and like whatever. Oh, I got chorizo in my fridge right now. Oh, I got chicken in my yeah. fridge right now. Oh, I got some eggs. Let me just cook one of those up and throw it on. Top ramen's a good way to start. If you're a novice, 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 like even if you're in college or a youth, if you want to try your hand at that, yeah, ramen is the best way. Do that. Ramen's the best way to oh, check I got your culinary some skills. Ginger that my mom bought that I don't, don't or that I bought some ginger for this cocktail for this yeah. party I went to. Yes. Oh, I know ginger's Asian, you know. Yeah, throw it in there. And, and let me just chop some. Oh, I yeah, like it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Paulo, tell the people what they need to hear. Oh, wait, you got any mushroom facts? I don't have any. Uh, it was a busy week, and I dropped a lot of mushroom facts a couple of weeks That's ago. That's true. You did. We got, I, we got I think I went on a train, yeah. So I'm sorry. I failed you all. all I'll right. look up some Now we're eat mushrooms, folks. I bought a couple. Baby Bellas and white mushrooms seem to be the what only What are you going to make available. with them? Mushrooms, another thing you could throw in your ramen. Oh, easily. Mushrooms, Raw. you could really throw in anything. Anything. Mushrooms, I think anything. Salads are underappreciated. Mm-hmm. You can throw a raw mushroom in a salad. Yeah. It's quite amazing. Um, I don't know what I'm going to make with it. I think uh, I just kind of bought them because I was like, you know what? I talk about mushrooms all the time. I need to just have it always in my fucking well, fridge. Well, see, that's point. like a more advanced home cook mm. of like, I don't know. I know how to cook it. At some yeah. point, I'll throw them in. Maybe yeah. when you start, you have like, I'm making this You recipe. know what I do with mushrooms a lot? I do supplement them a lot with protein, meaning like yeah. if I'm doing like a just cooking ground beef, I'm, I'm going to chop some onions and throw that bitch in there. I make spaghetti sauces sometimes with just all mm-hmm. mushroom puree, like <laughs> just like mushroom puree and tomatoes. I'm like, eh, just throw it in there. Nice. Go. Yeah, nice. I'm just like, it's going to, it has to be in there in yeah. my head. But anyways, tell the people what they need to hear, P. Uh, vote with your dollar. Uh, meditate while you cook. Take some time for yourself. Drink your water. I think I said. I'm not sure. Definitely drink that water. It's hot out there. It's smoky it's, out there. Especially in California. And uh, be kind to yourself and to others. Oh. Be patient. Be patient. Food Junkie Radio, Polo, always appreciate it, brother. Thank you very much. Likewise, man. Good times. <laughs>